Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Chris Mack of the Fan Morning Show and Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This is our new Pittsburgh Hockey Podcast. It is Fifth Avenue Faceoff. We talked to Kayla Canaram out in L.A. about the Kings and what the Pens should expect Saturday night at crypto.staples.com backslash arena in just a couple of minutes. But first, Matt Bensel of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette covers the Penguins and joins us now. Matt, thanks for taking the time to do so. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You still have yet to get me on the ice for one of those uh, uh, pickup sessions out in Cranberry, but I will I will be there. I promise. Uh, I, I will be out there and you can skate circles around me just like Mirzi and gets off to when we get out there. I look forward to it. Um, just It's hard it, during hockey season. It's hard to find time. It is. Take it easy on me, too. I'm an old man now. I'm in my 40s. So uh, let me start with this. Uh, out West, should we expect the Pens? to get Tristan Jari and or Jan Ruda back in the lineup? And if so, what do you expect the domino effect to be on the rest of the lineup? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be close just kind of based on their participation patterns. I mean, Ruda can't come off uh, long-term injured reserve until the Sharks game. So we know for a fact that he won't be back before then. Um, Jari, it sounds like he was still a little bit limited in practice, but He's a goalie. That's obviously different. Uh, guys shouldn't be checking him in practice. So um, so it, it's really just a comfort thing. But the fact that he's back in the team practice, both these guys are, they're on the trip. Um, that bodes well that if they at least don't make it back on this trip, um, you know, maybe next week for that big Islanders game at the very latest. So, yeah, I think they're getting close. And and obviously we don't need to say much about Tristan Jari. Getting your, your starting goalie back is huge. I know Casey played well in that Colorado game, but – um, his play has been really sporadic this year. And then with Ruda, yeah, I, I think it's just another guy who's going to help their PK uh, settle in on third pair. I mean, I think Chad Ruedel's done a, a passable job like he does every time coming in. But uh, getting Ruda back on that third pair is just, you know, they're finally going to knock on wood. They're probably going to have an injury tonight because I'm saying this, but they could get their full complement players back on defense. And, and that's huge for them. You know, I was just talking with Scott Burnside and he he kind of brought it back to center for the perspective on this team, which was we could talk about everything else. We could talk about the depth forwards. We could talk about uh, what they may or may not do at the deadline. It all kind of comes back to how the goaltending performs in the playoffs. And so I guess with Jari staring down unrestricted free agency, Casey DeSmith playing as he has this year at times, he's flashed some brilliance, but most of the time it's been uh, – less brilliant than last year, certainly. Um, do they feel comfortable, you think, Matt, with their long-term 
uh, situation at goaltender? Well, I, I do know that they like Tristan. They want to keep Tristan. I, I don't think these injuries that have popped up over the last you know year or so will give him too much pause because it's not like this guy has a long track record of injuries. So they believe in Tristan. Um, I also think it's smart of them to just play it out. I mean, if he gets into the playoffs and he's healthy and we have, uh, you know, he, he does what he did a couple of years ago in the Islanders and he melts down, um, no harm, no foul, then maybe look for it then. But, you know, I, I think they're pretty comfortable knowing that, that Tristan is, is a top 10 goalie, probably somewhere around that 8 to 12 range. And um, he shows good upside where he can get hot for stretches and, and you know, carry the team for a few weeks. And they're going to need that this year. So I think they are comfortable with him. I don't know about Casey. I also don't know what they can really do about it at this point. Mm. Um, you know, they have needs. I, I don't know if this team's worth investing in. And if you're going to make a move at the deadline, is it, it really help the upside of the team to to switch out backup goalies right now? So that might be more of something they deal with at the offseason if, if Casey continues down this path. But I do think they want to they wanna hang on to Tristan, and, and we'll see if he can earn that contract by getting him into the playoffs and playing well. So when I was a kid, I used to love, I don't know if you ever came upon these at the library or at the Scholastic Book Fair like I did, but those choose your own adventure books. Sure. Right? Okay. So let's choose our own adventure with the future of, of the goaltending position in Tristan Jari. Let's, let's, let's go down the path first of they get the playoffs as a wild card, but they get stuck with Boston or Carolina. They get bounced in five or six, and it's not Tristan Jari's fault. But he doesn't really do enough to steal a series, which I think would be nearly impossible against Boston anyway. But that aside, that's the first choose-your-own-adventure path. The second choose-your-own-adventure path is Tristan Jari plays out of his mind. And regardless of what their seeding looks like in the first round, they get through a round. Maybe even upset a Carolina in the first round and go on and they catch, uh, I don't know, maybe they catch a young... Jersey Devils team, right? And they beat them. And they get to the conference finals. And Tristan Jari is flying high, stealing games here and there, nearly a full round in the first round. And they're still staring down the possibility of him going to unrestricted free agency. Where where does it go when we get to the end of the season, regardless of the outcome? Will there be, especially if Jari plays well, some sort of in a league where goaltending is so valuable, and especially if if he were to play well in the playoffs? Do they get to a point where they can't bring him back? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get to that point. I mean, I think it would have to take, a, a you know, one of those magical cut runs. I mean, it, as good as Jari has been, um, you know, he still hasn't really been in that Vezina, you know, kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. He plays really well. Like, he has a six-week stretch every year where he's great. Um, but then the rest of his numbers the rest of the year are pretty good but not great. So, I mean, I do think there'd be interest. There's not – you know, a lot, you know, a lot of teams are looking for goaltending. He would probably be the top goalie in the market. Um, but I, it's not like this is a guy who's going to go out there and command, you know, more than six, $7 million a year. So I kind of think that's where the price range is. And I do think the Penguins will find a way to get it done if they want to get it done. It's just a question of what are they going to do? I mean, they've shown a willingness to stretch out on term to make the annual value work. And it might be a situation like that where, they're giving Tristan maybe t more term than they want to give them just to make the money work so they, they aren't completely and totally capped out once they get the goaltending figured out. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Well, that's an interesting question then, because let's say they have to go to, like you said, six or seven a year to keep uh, Tristan Jari around. Next year, they've still got Kapanen on the books. They've still got Carter on the books, both of them more than $3 million. They've got uh, McGinn on the books, just under $3 million. Um, do, will they have enough space going into next year? And we don't know what the cap will look like. Who knows? Um, but is this team going to have enough wiggle room, I guess? And we're getting ahead of ourselves just a bit talking about the offseason, but let's just approach it from the perspective of the deadline. Um, do they have enough wiggle room that even if they get some team, let's let, let's go let's go down the Timo Meyer path since we're talking choose your own adventure books again. Uh, let's go down the Timo Meyer path. Would they be able to get San Jose to retain enough salary? And even let's say Ron Hextall is willing to deal a first round pick. Would they be able to do that? And then bringing back a young piece on a restricted free agent deal going into the offseason, keep that piece around um, if they do commit long-term to say Tristan Jari. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I was looking through the numbers before I came on and, and cat friendly has them at around $20 million in calf space. And that's with Zucker being a free agent, Dumoulin, mm-hmm. Jari, Bluger, um, several guys. So not to say that any one of those guys is irreplaceable. The point is, is that, you know, they've got 20 million. That sounds like a lot, but they got to, they got to plug a lot of holes again. So yeah, it's hard to see them. I, I think if they were to do the unexpected and bring in a long-term piece, kind of like what they did with Raquel, where they mm-hmm. bring in a guy and sign them, it would definitely make it very difficult um, to fit in Jari as well. And that's why they're kind of in a tough spot because there's no, there's no real plan B within the organization. I mean, Joel Blomquist um, drafted him a couple of years ago. He's he's a few years away from the league. Uh, I like Philip Lindberg a lot. Uh, the guy who's down at Wilkes, um, college free agent signee. Mm-hmm. He got hurt last year, missed most of last year, and is still trying to find his game. So it's not like he's going to be ready to step in. So, yeah, internally, there's not a great option. And then if you do move on from Jari, um, I don't know what else is out there. I mean, maybe you have to trust your scouting department and, and find one of those like underused backups that maybe has more upside. But um, yeah, it's, it's uh, I think if it comes down to it, they're, they're probably going to want to get that goalie locked in as opposed to, um, you know, another, another top forward that can, can kind of give them a little bit more punch in the, the, the middle six. Well, with the deadline approaching, then that sounds like a team that's going to be focused on bringing in a third line center. Um, what is out there that's realistic, Matt, if we're not talking about pulling in a top six forward and maybe reshuffling the third line by sliding Zucker down? If that, if all of that is, for the most part, unrealistic, and I, I tend to agree with you that it, that it is because I don't know how creative they can get. Um, what is the plan at third line center? What can they bring in to lend some stability to that third line? given the fact that uh, Jeff Carter, Kasperi Kapanen, and Brock McGinn have been so disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right that that third line is is what they will and ultimately should look at. I mean, I think they're pretty set on D. The goaltending is what it is. Top six is great. It's just there's not a lot out there, especially when you consider just what you talked about with Scott in terms of their resources available in the cap situation. I mean, you're looking at like Max Domi types. I mean, guys that mm-hmm. are – did some good things, flawed players. I mean, Max Domi would would give him a guy who could drive play, which I think they desperately need on the third line, but he's also a big-time defensive liability. So is that something that the Penguins would want to take on? So just in terms of like kind of like their price point and shopping, I, I just don't know uh, if there's going to be one guy out there 
that you know really changes the trajectory of this team. I mean, I think if this team's going to go on a run, it's going to need a lot of internal improvement and some tweaks. But I do think you're looking at maybe a guy like Max Domi. Not not saying him like they're linked to him, but like that kind of caliber and kind of in terms of a guy who does some good things, but he is also flawed. And you kind of have to hope you, you hit on the right guy who brings you what you need to that group. So more of the same from the third line, it sounds like. Guys who are inherently flawed. That's But they need somebody who at least can can drive some offensive play. I mean, yeah, and agreed. I, I kind of think if you're going to do something, maybe you have to live with the fact that it, it may be a defensive liability, but you got to have a different look, a guy who brings a little bit of, of offensive Lunch. juice. Yeah. Uh, and they just don't have it. But, but it's also like they, they could use a guy like, He's not a center, but like Jordan Greenway from the Wild is out there, and um, he's he was benched by them recently. Um, the Wild is looking to move guys out, but I mean, even a guy like him who could bring some juice in a different way. I mean, they just have too many guys. It's not even just the scoring. I mean, they just have too many guys who aren't bringing like literally anything. anything. <laughs> um, so I don't know if they'd want to go to that route, um, but there, there are different ways that can look to kind of alter the group and get more out of the bottom six besides scoring. Well, I will let you run. Enjoy those uh, West Coast games this weekend. We will catch up with you again soon. I appreciate the insights on where they're sitting right now with the deadline just a few weeks away. Matt Vensel covers the Penguins for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, does so exceedingly well, and we appreciate you making the time. Anytime. Again, check Matt out on Twitter. It sounds like he'll have some insights as to where the Penguins are going at the deadline. Uh, don't expect any great shakes, though. I know we all are hoping that they'll make some kind of big power move, bringing the top six forward like they did with Ricard Raquel a year ago, but sounds increasingly unlikely that that'll be the case. Uh, at Matt Benzel on Twitter. We go out west to talk about what the Pens can expect Saturday night in L.A. Kayla Canaram, in arena host for the L.A. Kings, joins us next on Fifth Avenue Faceoff.